Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. So Trevor, thank you so, so much for that amazing, amazing presentation. You always represent High Toast Coaching in such an amazing way. And I wanted to take a minute just to maybe unpack a couple of the conversations that you had on, on your presentation. Yep. Um, so do you have a minute? Absolutely. Are Let's you ready? Ready. He's ready. Okay. So um, the, my first question is, is that you talked about productivity and you talked about the hourly rate, which is something that we coach on all the time, every day, all day long. And, you know, one of the things, you know, that I noticed is that, you know, habits are hard to break, right? Atomic habits mm-hmm. you know, are hard to break and they take time mm-hmm. to break. So when you're coaching a member, a coaching member, and they have that hourly rate aha moment and they start to get into or start to create a new habit of being more intentional about their time blocking and, you know, what are some of the tips that when they default, when, how do they stay on track? Um, how do they, you know, what, what, how do you coach do that? Uh, great question because yeah, that is for all of us an ongoing battle. You know, once you learn the term time blocking and you get all excited about it, then you go try to implement it. Uh, you completely screw it up and you get frustrated and you go back to your old ways, um, which is not the answer. Uh, So one of the things I remember learning a long time ago was the best way to get rid of a bad habit is to suffocate it with a new habit or new habits, right? You can't just stop doing something bad. You've got to basically suffocate it and leave no time for it. So that's a mindset I've had to take that I, that I share with people. The other thing I think real tact tactically is people over time block themselves. You know, if you look at their calendar, they they just fill in every block of time. And I did the same thing. And in our business and probably most businesses, any sales business, life in general doesn't work that way. So I think the, the next piece is simplify your time blocking. Have more white space in your calendar is typically what I get my coaching clients to do. There, there's only a few things that make you as the team leader, as the as the producer, money. There's only a few things that the rest of your team needs you the most for, right? My team doesn't need me to take a 1003. My team does not need me to go chase down conditions. Now, if I don't have anybody else to do it, I got to do it. But early on, I said, I will invest in somebody else to do that with my own dollars because that's not what they need. They need me to go find business. Mm-hmm. So my time blocks really just need to start with those few activities, right? And you saw uh, when we did a, a did the live call is calling my database, um, conversations with my my referral partners that I work with already closely and potential referral partners, those high trust interviews, right? We give people the scripts. We give them the play-by-play book of how to approach and, and, and get a new partnership, partnership started and how to get more referrals from them. That really should be most of your day, but then leave open space for all the interruptions. And then I'm not as frustrated when I do get interrupted. I'm like, cool. The other little tips are, and I said on the call, turn off your little notifications, um, put your phone on do not disturb, um, shut your door or work from home. I think we've all realized, man, if I work from home and I don't have 
10 other people in my office around me with the constant, you know, hey, got a minute. I get more done. I am more productive. So I think simplifying, being disciplined on, on blocking out the other interruptions, um, tell others, tell others what you're doing and why it's so important. You don't, a lot of people don't tell their team. Like this, this is what happens. Oh, esteemed processor partner and loan officer assistant. Every time you are doing this, because you need me to go do this. And when you're doing that, I'm not doing that. Right. It's like, Oh, I get it. Right. So block in a proactive team huddle daily if you need to. And that then frees you up more in the rest to go do those money-making activities. So that, that'd be some of the real probably constant conversations I have when people start to get off course with time blocking, simplify the crud out of it. Right. And here's, Oh, here's another tip I'll share. Give yourself a break on the daily expectations. So okay. I'll get a lot of coaching clients, even at master level, right? Cause I, you know, I, I coach a lot of the master level folks is, you know, Trevor, hold me accountable. I'm going to make five, I'm going to have five conversations a day with my database. And I say, I love it, right? We can plug that into our coaching software and you can track it and all this cool stuff we do. But the reality is there's going to be days where that doesn't happen. There's going to be days in this business where things blow up and you got to deal with something tough. And you're going to go home feeling defeated now because you didn't do it. So I say, shoot for that. But the real goal is by Friday, when you go home at four or five o'clock and you lay your head on the pillow, the real goal is 25 conversations. Okay. So you give yourself a little bit of a pass because if it gets to Tuesday or Wednesday and you haven't made any and you're like, oh, I suck this week. No, you still got two, three days to do this. You just got to get 10 or 15 that day. And just go crazy for two hours. So what that kind of does, I found that's kind of a hack for myself. Like (laughs) I couldn't do it every day, but by the end of the week, if I just, okay, by the end of the week, I got to have this done. Whether it's, I want to have, you know, one great partner planning Zoom meeting a day. Hey, you know what? I want to have five by the end of the week in case I need to do two or three on Thursday. Right. Right. Or somebody cancels and now I'm defeated. No, by the end of the week. Right. That's another tip I found that really works that I share with coaching clients. You know, you know I, I I love to share with others. I love that piece. You know, that's you know, and that you know that cements your uh, your ability to be successful with it. It's one thing to hold yourself accountable and to set this plan up, but to tell others is going to just cement that that it actually could happen and will happen. Shift. Um, one and other- at home, by the way, just real quick. We're a lot of us are at home still. Yes. So suddenly we've had to realize, and some haven't, you have to have the conversation with your spouse, you. your kids. Yes. Right. Uh, the friend that's got time to now go play golf. And I'm like, I, I have to get these three to five things done today. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to shut my door. I'm going to ask the dogs to stop barking in the background, please. Somebody take care of that. I need to get my stuff done. So <laughs> it's a whole different world. Where just because I'm home, I've got to be time blocked. I've got to get the most important things, right? The 80, 20, I've got to get my 20% of things done today. And if I can get those done, you know, our family will be great next month when we get the paychecks. Right. Right. 
Absolutely. I just, I just love that. When I heard that, it was something that I actually um, had remembered from one of our high coast sales Academy classes. So, um, and, and sometimes yeah. we forget. So that's beautiful. Trevor, you coach a lot of our coaching, our master level coaching members. Um, and at master level, they're, you know, they're at a, they're at a higher echelon, they're managing team. Um, talk to me about one thing that, um, one conversation you were having lately with some of our master level coaching members. Yeah, it's fun. You know, they're all thinking at a high level, um, but they deal with the same problems. They just are more productive somehow through those same problems. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'd say a common conversation has been around managing teams yeah. uh, from home, for example, right now. Doesn't mean you still don't have to figure out how to be a better leader to your team back at the office, too. Um, but one thing we're really working on with the master level uh, clients is, you know, how to make how to really set expectations for your teammates. You know, it, it kind of, I guess, dovetails on the time blocking and, hey, you're here so that I can do more of this. And and sometimes we don't have a way to measure the effectiveness of our team. So, you know, I've had some uh, uh, coaching conversations recently about, and I'll get tactical here again, because um, it's something I've had to learn is come up with a way to measure the productivity or the effectiveness of your teammates. Because what I find is, especially when you're at home, people come into a call and like they're like, I feel like he or she's just not getting it done. Mm. Right. And that's a very, they don't realize, but that's a very generic statement. You know, that's like, I want to retire. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is that? Like, okay, we all like to retire. What does that mean? How much do you need? When will you retire? What's it going to cost? Right. You've got to. I need a way to measure it. And so a lot of people at the master level, the next thing they need to put in place is I need a way to measure the productivity of my team. So, so one example I can share, uh, and I won't name names, but there's actually more than one name. It's a very common thing with your, when you're producing a lot of, a lot of loans is figure out what the problem is. So we have, we have uh, a loan, a loan should never go backwards. That could be a philosophy, Right. I bring it in, I do the conversation, I get the client to say yes. I then get it to my my coordinator, my my loan manager, right? My production partner. And then it should go to the processor, right? And be pretty much ready to, to rock and roll and submit to underwriting. Mm -hmm. Well, we had a, a situation where it keeps it's coming back and she and this person is she's having to overlook all that stuff. So we know when something's not working. Right. But she wasn't measuring any of it. And I said, what if you come up with at least one way to measure this. And so what she's going to do is every time she turns a file into processing, the processor is going to count how many, and I did this with my own team, count how many things the processor has to come back to us for before she can submit it, he or she can submit it to underwriting. So out of the eight files you turned in this week, we averaged 6.2 things that I had to come back and ask you to go get before I could actually get it to underwriting. So it wasn't really complete. And telling that that teammate that look, I don't expect per perfection, but I but I do need you to be improving. That that's how we all work together. We're going to help you with this. Mm -hmm. So huddles, more proactive management and leadership, daily huddles, three times a week, twice a day if you need it. Because if you don't, it festers, and then three weeks are in, and you have a really tough uh, confrontational conversation. Right. And that that's just that's given the aspirin to the problem. Right. And I say we need vitamins. 
Vitamins are time blocking in, time with your team to be a leader. Build out a system where there's a feedback loop and say, okay, what worked? What didn't work? Cool. Last week, we turned in eight files. Processor had to come back to you and I for 6.2 things. This week, we turned in seven files, but they only had to ask us for four and a half things. Boom. Fist bump, right? Through Zoom, virtual, and we're improving. And now that person feels confident instead of beat up, right? They, they feel, okay, I'm getting better. I'm not perfect, but I'm better. And you're acknowledging that. And every master level people have teams. And that is a huge conversation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Trevor. That's, and that's a great conversation to really kind of unpack that and what that conversation actually looks like. It's not necessarily punitive. It's, it's empowering. You know, I want to help you grow. And as soon as it's presented in that way, you know, then then all eyes are open, ears are open, and there's a willingness and 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 um, um, a commitment to 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 grow. Um, yep. So the last question I'm going to ask you is, um, Trevor, you are um, savvy professional in the mortgage industry, well known, well respected. You run a high performance sales team, operations team. Um, and you are also one of our elite members with our, you know, with one of, with high trust. And, you know, I just want to ask you, you know, why did you decide to become a coach and how has that impacted you? Uh, yeah, it's an honor to be part of all of that. Um, you know, I, I'd say I've always had this desire and most of the, the folks in our industry that are high producers and, and operate at a high level just are always learning. We're, we're always wanting to push ourselves and grow. And that's why, I mean, all these books behind me, this is a portion of everything I like. I just like to read and learn and then I apply it and then I like to teach it. And I've learned that's just what I do. I, I naturally like to do that. And, you know, when you have, whether it's your own team of three or four people or a branch or a region, you are coaching people. You could call it branch manager, leadership, but it, you're coaching people. Anytime you want to help somebody move from where they are to where they want to be, that's coaching, right? Right. Uh, that's actually the official definition of coaching, right? It's like the stage coach, right? The, the, the coach in the, on the train, you took someone of value from where they are to where they want to go. Mm -hmm. And that's as a coach, what we do. So really it was just a passion for coaching combined with a, a long time uh, subscriber and, and follower of the high trust ecosystem, right? And what Todd has taught me and helped me go from little baby, you know, loan officer trying to do one or two loans a month to my first part-time assistant to top producer um, and now top branch manager and all that. Um, that's just coaching. So passion. And then I'll tell you as a result, it's made me a better leader to be a coach. When you, we know the best way to learn something is to teach it. So, right. Uh, you know, I always have this on my, on my desk. Right. And I shared that in our, in our live call today, when you have to teach the stuff in that book, you, you become so much better at applying it in your own business. So it's actually helped me, I would say personally become a better branch manager become a better coach to my own team of amazing mortgage advisors and processors and assistants and my ops manager. 
it makes you a better person to be a coach because of the way we do it, obviously. And you know this because you 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 run our coaching division. So we get to be behind the scenes constantly saying, how do we help others better? How do we help all of our coaching clients and the industry as a whole be better? And we're at the forefront of that. Like we're on the front lines. And so there's some pressure to be better. So I got to get better. And every time I coach somebody, whether wherever, Idaho, Iowa, Washington, uh, Tennessee, right? Uh, anywhere, California, anywhere around the country, I now have more things I can go share with my own team. So for any of our coaches, right, that are running their own teams, you 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 glean from both sides. It's really it, it's really empowering, I would say. That's not why I signed up, but that's what I've gotten, and that's why I'm still a coach because that's what I get from it. And I I don't know that I expected that. I had a heart for coaching. That's why I, I committed. But now that I've been in it for a while, it's like, wow, it, it, it helps me as much as I get to help everybody else. You know, Trevor, I have to say, you mentioned trust. And, and I think that's the biggest thing when we're putting having new coaches come into our world. The coaching faculty that we have today, Todd will tell you, I will tell you, they are committed to the high trust methodology. They have the heart of a coach. They are masters of the high trust methodology. They're actively engaged in the business. And we entrust that we entrust, you know, the high trust methodology, business practices in each and every one of our coaches. And you carry that torch um, with every bit of trust and, and every bit of pride that we can ask for. So we're, we're grateful to you and um, and we're glad that that's, that it's serving you as well and you and your team. So thank you so much. It, it's amazing. I'm grateful for it. It's like having another board of advisors. Yes. <laughs> you know, all of our coaches, I can reach out to them anytime and ask ask about their their processes their their thoughts and it's just a cool environment that we've created as a group of coaches um a really almost another elite group that we've got here as coaches so it's another board of advisors of people who have who are doing it have done it i mean and are always willing to share so uh, i just appreciate being a part of that Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you, Trevor. So I think that we're done here and, and have an amazing rest of your week. And thank you. Thank you for all that you do. We're great. Yeah. All my best. We'll talk soon. All right, Derek. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.